Hi, welcome. Welcome to the Hoops Capital Podcast. Paul Smith here. And of course, with my co-host, Geordie Hunter, coming to you from a very special location today in the Hoops Capital East building. Our studio wasn't available, so we took over a basketball court. That's how we roll here, because we think, we move, we pivot. But we've got a thinker and a mover and a pivot with us today. We've got the great Tess Madgen from the Sydney Flames. Wow. Welcome, Tez. Thank you for having me. No worries. Good to have you here. What it's could they possibly honor. be doing in our studio? I, I don't know, but it's, I hope it's clean, whatever they're doing. Yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> anyway, throwing the toys out of the basket. Here we are. So how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Obviously, it's um, been a frustrating start to the season yeah. for me um, with a couple of injuries. So yeah. I just can't wait, you know, to get back out on the oh. team and do what I love doing yeah. and help the Sydney Flames be the team that we know we can be. So how do you get over a torn heartstring? Do you... <laughs> Yeah, it's probably the hardest injury to get over, isn't That's it? Right. Um, nah, I've um, I don't anyway. even know how to, I don't even know how to respond to that. Do you ever have <laughs> days where you go in and you see Dave or whoever's in physio that day and need a tape job of the soul? It's like it's just every one of those time, days, like just yeah. prop me up a little it's, bit today, my friend. Yeah, the other day was a rough day. Um, I was very frustrated, very over it, um, not being able to pass a fitness test to play. So Dave's the absolute goat. I'm so grateful um, for him and, and the whole medical staff here at Hoops Capital. Um, I definitely couldn't do it without them. Mm. Yeah. Look, it's tough and injuries are part and parcel of the business we're in, or you're in, I should say. So, yeah, I get it. Um, from an ownership perspective, it breaks your heart, obviously, because you, you've got talent that can't play or is unable to play. So it's part and parcel. It's what keeps us all going, you know. And I, you know, my view on these things is that particularly around the NBL and the WNBL is the basketball gods are brutal and injury is such a factor in a season. Mm -hmm. uh, but the good news is you are where you are right now and we've got a long way to go in the season. So hopefully we can get it back on track for you and um, get the show back on the road. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, if we can pick up another couple of wins um, before the new year, that will hold us in really good stead. And we've got a home stretch coming up um, basically, we're at yeah. home for the rest of the season. So I can't wait to play in the Key Centre. It's really popping. Um, we're getting great support from the Sydney community. And then obviously the, the double-headers with the Kings as well. I think we've got a couple in the new year as well. Yeah. So I just can't wait to play in front of these fans. It's why, one of the reasons why I came to Sydney. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait. Uh, it wasn't the money then. <laughs> I mean, that was also nice. <laughs> Living in the beautiful um, hoops capital of Australia yeah, as right. well. Exactly. Um, I, well, how could I pass it up? Well, we where'd are, we where'd are. you grab a spot? Uh, where are you? I'm in Sydney Olympic Park. So beautiful. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Rocket. Nah. Nice. Basically, all the kings, all the flames live there now. So it is a little community yeah. we have down there, which is great. It's a bit of a, is it a bit of a Melrose Place scene going on right now? It, yeah, a little bit. We've got six dogs, um, a, lot of, a lot of humans. Um, but, yeah, it's great bumping into everyone um, out for coffee. When we're on road trips, I have Sam Timmons and Ray, his partner, looking after my two dogs, Kobe and Bronnie. Um, right. So it does really feel like a community and a family, and um, I'm very grateful to be a part of it. Hang on a minute. Stop right there. Kobe and Bronnie, the dog names? Yep. With any, uh, how did that all come about? Well, I actually met my partner Taylor through our dogs. He had a French bulldog um, called Kobe. His favourite NBA right. player was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted a French bulldog and contacted him. I knew him through friends. Didn't really like him, to be honest. Um, Taylor or the I didn't dog? really like Taylor, no. <laughs> um, and then contacted him if he knew of a breeder, and he did. And right. so then he was actually the nicest person ever. Never judge a book by All its right. cover. Um, and I said, if we end up, like, figuring this out forever, um, we're going to have two dogs. How do you feel about that? And he said, well, this is very early days. I think you should get a dog. Right. So um, my favourite NBA player was is LeBron. Yeah. Um, so I named my dog Bronny and now we have two dogs. Right. We're still together. What, no. was, what was the cover? What was, uh, when yeah. you say don't judge yeah, a book by a cover? I was interested in this. What, what did you see did that, you, first that you didn't like? <laughs> okay, so back when I first started WNBL, oh what, like 15 years ago nearly. I played yeah. for the Bendigo Spirit and Taylor's from Bendigo Born and Bred and he played for the Youth League team and the Seabull team Hang back on, you can day. stop at the bit fees from Bendigo. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, and we played them in a scrimmage match in the preseason and I 
for anyone that's seen me play, love throwing an elbow to get to the basket. Yeah. So I threw an elbow. He stole the ball off me and dunked it. So he was one of those oh, guys. Oh, what a wench. <laughs> yeah. Really? Um, I hate yeah. him. He dunked yeah. on a woman. And that, and that. well, I was, I mean, probably at half court. He, in right. his defence, he was probably okay. not dunking on me. Right. But I immediately judged him after that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in your boat with that hate thing at first. He's obviously a great dude. But uh, yeah. anyway, we'll go with that. Thanks, Paul. That's no worries. <laughs> So the journey, so only just landed in Sydney really. Tell us a quick snapshot. How long have you been playing for the NBL, WNBL? Um, I first started playing when I was 16, so I'm 33 now. So I've been playing professional basketball for more than half my life. Jesus. Yeah. So I first started at the Australian Institute of Sport, played mm -hmm. there for two seasons, then went to Bendigo Spirit, played there for two seasons. Then I was at Melbourne Boomers for four seasons. Um, then I had a small stint in the WNBA for the Phoenix Mercury, then went to Poland um, and really wanted to finish the rest of my career in Europe. Um, I loved Poland, uh, but unfortunately, right at the end of the season, first round of the playoffs, I did my ACL. Um, so came home, rehabbed that, and then I didn't really want to go back um, after having that significant injury. The training loads over there are crazy. Two days every day before the game, after mm. the game. Um, and I just didn't think my body would be able to hold up. So I decided to stay in the WNBL. And um, after I rehabbed my knee, I went and played two seasons in Townsville, mm. then back to Boomers for three seasons. And now I'm here in what Hoops Capital. NBL team haven't you played for? Yeah, I, was, I know, yeah. I never wanted to be that person. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I felt like my time at Melbourne Boomers was done. I would have initially going into that final stint, I thought I would retire as a Melbourne Boomer. But... Mm. Um, I still felt like I had more to give to the game. I wanted to keep growing um, and I really wanted to um, experience what the Hoops Capital was about. I knew what they had done with the Sydney Kings um, and I really wanted to try and build that, mm. help build that um, with the Sydney Flames, which yeah. is what enticed me to come here. But you're a Sydney girl. I'm a South Australian, Brosser Valley. Adelaide. I, I thought you were a Sydney girl. No, my obviously have ties here from when my brother yeah, Ben yeah, played. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're from country south australia all oh, right that tore me in half that i hadn't put together that the the great ben madgen was the great test madgen's <laughs> brother and obviously uh played for the kings for a few seasons yeah well, you, do you ever do you ever have goat arguments in the family oh we actually do not not my fa immediate family but my mum's side of the family is very sporty and her younger brother played afl um was an all-australian ruckman right. Um, and her brother, her other brother also played AFL. So there was a debate about who was the best sports person in the family, on her side of the family. Um, and he still thought he was the best sports person um, above you, Ben and I. Where do you have yourself? Number one. You're it. You can't be the captain of your national team and not be the best in the family. I'm sorry. <laughs> From the top row. Mic drop there. Um, the AFL players can't An dunk. Olympian? Olympian? Yeah, it really gets me about the AFL is that they forget that it's only played in Australia. You can't go anywhere else. Um, you know, in Victoria, it's massive. Come to Sydney, no one really knows what AFL is. So mm. that really grinds my gears. Mm. Yeah, let them know. What are their names? <laughs> Just down the barrel. Um, rest in peace, Matthew Rendell. Um, he died earlier this year. So before he Tess. did die, he did say I was the best in the family. So that's great. <laughs> Um, That's so sad. I know. <laughs> Why did you make me do that down the barrel? <laughs> it is really sad, but um, I know he's very proud of me and, you know, he was able to tell me that before he passed away. Well, we're proud of you, sweet. Tess. Thank you. Proud Thank you, you very much. We're proud to have you here, here today. Thank you. And family, so tell us you've got a, a high-achieving brother. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're a higher achiever. We'll take that as read. What about the rest of the family? What do you got there? Um, yeah, so I have an older sister who's a child psychologist. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've got Ben. Uh, ben comes in second, obviously retired basketballer now, but um, general manager of the Sydney Comets. Yes. Um, so still heavily involved in basketball in Sydney. Then yeah. me. And then I've got a younger brother who was a development player in the NBL for a couple of years and then um, transferred over to AFL and had five years at Collingwood Magpies. Oh, my God. So the child psychologist, did she, did, she, did she work on you? Yeah, she does every day, really. I'm always calling her with a problem. Um, no, nah, she's amazing. Uh, she hates me saying this, but she's the brains of the family. Right. Um, very smart. Uh, she has three beautiful sons. Um, 
Ben also has two nephews, uh, two sons as well. So I've yeah. got five nephews and my younger brother has an, a daughter, so right. one niece. Got it. Okay, well, there you go. What a crew. Is there any basketball in the backyard or it's like don't bring, don't talk shop when you're at home? Like there's no... Um, we definitely grew up playing a lot of basketball in the backyard. I think that's why I'm so feisty and competitive. Um, mm. Me and my younger brother, Jack, would, we lived across the road from a school with bitumen courts and we'd fight to the death every day after school. My dad used to roll his eyes every day when we used to leave. One of us would come back crying. I couldn't shoot when I was younger, so everyone I played against just defended me in the keyway and my little brother did the same. So hey, he that would, still happens to me, so don't feel bad. <laughs> he would take charges on the bitumen floor like grazers everywhere. Oh. Um, but, yeah, not, not so much anymore, but definitely when we were younger. I um, was helping out at a camp at Norths that Ben was running and they had a coaches versus kids thing at the end. The kids would have been eight, nine, ten years old and Ben was going so ham. I was like, this is a new level of competitiveness. Like, even these children who have paid money to be here to feel good about their basketball... He was just like, so like Kramer doing a judo class. Or yeah, like, like corner threes, like crossing them up. Like Ben is like the nicest human I think oh I've ever God. met off the court. On the court, madman. That yeah. was his nickname here, madman. He was ruthless with yeah. these children. And I was like, wow, there's – he stepped between the lines and there was a competitiveness that it was like, I don't care that these are children in front of me. This is my victory. <laughs> oh. But yes, ben, he is a lovely person. Yeah. So if you woke up Christmas morning and Dad had built a ping pong table, mm -hmm. you'd all just play to the death on that. Was it anything? Anything you put in front of you at a ball and a bat or sport? Basically. As a family, you just go at it and get yeah. good at it? Yeah. yeah, 100%. I suck at ping pong. Any racket sports. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any... We love playing cricket in the backyard. Right. Any type of competitive... Cards, Monopoly. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Cards is the most toxic activity in my family. Like it's, I don't. It's more than any sport. Monopoly is pretty good, but you, well, you Monopoly mean, you can flip the table. Monopoly, so. like no one does it because it's like this is going to take four hours. Yeah. I'm going to hate all of you at the end. But cards gets pulled out every now and then, and really? I don't like who I am. Oh, you go there. I don't like who you I am when I play magic. cards with my family. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Ben, Jack um, and I all lived in Melbourne for a time, and um, we would always play Monopoly deal. And I saw. Ben, so competitive, mm. but so different when he's not in that environment. I'm quite the same, I think. Like, yeah. crazy on the court, yeah. off the court. Would like to think I'm a bit of a better human. Right. So, yeah. well, how does that how does that translate into you as a player, as a basketballer? Um, it definitely, like, I always want to be the best, and I think that's what's helped me keep striving to be better at basketball. What why I'm still playing is because I think I can get better and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to have Guy Malloy as our coach. He's the best mm -hmm. skills coach I've ever had. So for him to keep on adding things to my game, um, it's why I'm really still playing the game. Yeah. If I thought I was at my ceiling, I would have retired and stopped. So um, definitely that part, always trying to be the best and then always, I guess, going that extra mile. It's um, definitely given me a very hard-nosed um, work ethic um, Something that I pride myself on, really. I'm never the quickest, strongest, um, most agile player out there, but I'll always be trying my absolute hardest and trying to bring that out in my teammates as well. Are you going to go for the 20? Are you going to hit the 20? Are you going to go the 20-year career mark? I don't think so, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> right, let's see how I go after this season and then we'll see. How far off are we? Um, two, two, this is the 17th season? Yeah. Oh, professional. It's 17th. 17th. Yeah. Okay, only a few to go. That's Slight okay. work. What's, well, what's Bron done? He's done, this is his 20th this yeah. year, I think. Yeah, I think Kayla would have to be close. Kayla George, she started earlier than me and she's one year older. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you and it relates to Kayla George because you, you said in advance of this we'd go anywhere. <laughs> the eyelashes, how do you keep them on? Oh, they're um, professionally done. Are they're, they? Yeah. Are they braided or something, are they? They're not they're glued. glued. Are you asking they're for glued. a friend? They're glued on, but I don't know what glue they use, but it's heavy duty. So yeah. me, Kayla and Dee Dee all go to the same eyelash place, obviously. Right. Is that like the guys who get their hair braided? It's sort of, it's a, is it a statement, getting eyelashes? I mean, look good, feel good, play good, I suppose. Right. So if you've got them on, you always have something to feel good. 
<laughs> it's terrific. Should we, get, should we get eyebrows? I don't think so. Eyelashes even? So. I, I think I just could, should get hair. I right? think you already have eyebrows, Geordie, so you don't well, need them. Or we put them on in post. Yeah. But anyway, I, it was a question without notice, so I apologise. Yeah, no, that. that's all but, good. Uh, we can always Love cut it. that out if you feel necessary. No. But that's no. okay. No, that's good. Yeah, so, the, um, so here we are. Um, what else? Where to? What's life look like for you after basketball, after a basketball playing career? You gonna stay in the game? Have you got thoughts on that? Don't yeah. think about it. Push it away. No, I'm definitely thinking about it. I've been thinking about it basically since I first started playing. My parents, my mum's a school principal, so she's yeah. education was always uh, very pushed into us. Yeah. Um, I was starting to be a PE teacher. Right. Um, I finished that degree, but I don't really want to do that for the rest of my life. Right. Um, I would love to stay in basketball, like become a general manager or something like that in some type of sporting environment. Um, I've definitely learned a lot playing and I'd like to give back to the game but also try and take it to the next level, especially in women's sport. Um, I feel like we do still have a ways to go um, and I'd like to use all the knowledge I've learnt um, to help grow the game. Mm. They, look, I think that's a great, great segue into a really important issue is around women's sport. Not only the WNBL and its challenges that it has and as an owner of a team where you're working mm -hmm. through it and players like yourself are a part of it but, you know, where do you see the landscape in terms of women's sport at the moment, given that we've sort of coming off some highs with the Matildas and things? Have you got a perspective on that? Is there, do you have a, a lens on it that, because with so long now, going back, what, 17 years, you must have seen things change, get better, probably got worse in some respects. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the WNBL is definitely a lot better than when I first started. Um, when I first started, I was the MVP of my team and got paid $4,000. Um, and then the next contract wasn't that much more and I was MVP again. So at least there's a minimum wage now, um, which is five times the amount of that first contract I had. Um, but I'd really like to see basketball in Australia um, have the same notoriety that that the Women's World Cup did. We had a Basketball World Cup here the year before. We came third, we got a medal. And although it was the highest attended World Cup, um, no one would really know that it was here unless you liked basketball. Whereas everyone knew the Matildas were here. Um, and basketball, like soccer, is a world game. So mm. I think it does definitely have the ability to, to get that um, recognition um, that the Matildas did get, but I mean, women's sport is definitely going in the right direction, as we saw with the Matildas, but there's such a ways to go. Netball World Cup had a, a World Cup at the same time as Matildas. No one would even know they won a gold medal. Mm. Um, so it's just that stuff, the recognition across all sports that we do really see um, with the male sports like cricket, rugby, AFL, basketball. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone knows what events are happening. Um, they obviously get paid a lot more money than us. Um, so, yeah, it's got a ways to go, and I'd love to say we're there, but we're not. But we're not there for society as a whole. Um, there's still gender pay gaps in any workplace you go into. So um, I'd really, I really love using sport because it's what I do to try and push that um, and, and make, um, you know, society an equal place for everyone. And it's not just women, it's gender, sorry, it's race, um, religion, like everything. We still have a ways to go to... Um, I guess, get what our white male counterparts get. Only white male counterparts or <laughs> any government, well, any male any, counterpart? Any type of male, but when we're talking about, there's, you know, race inequality and all that stuff, um, we could are, go on forever. I but know, I know. These are really, that's a very slippery slope Yeah, you go down. And it is. Sometimes there's no way of stopping it because yeah. of the challenges it throws out and philosophical challenges then there's the harsh commercial realities that kick over the top of that. It's complex. And, you know, I think from my perspective, I, you know, it's great that we're drawing bigger crowds in Sydney, mm -hmm. but there are thousands of women basketball fans out there. I sometimes wonder why they don't feel the compulsion to get along and support the sisterhood, if nothing else, you know. And it's a great product. You know what? Anyone that's been to, as, as I've said, I've seen a lot of basketball games, but I've, seen enough to know that the women's game is very different to the men's game mm -hmm. but I tell you what it's pretty scary it's you know pretty with the way that the, the intensity that women play at it's an incredible product yeah it really is and I think um because you know we're not as athletically gifted um we can't be throwing down dunks yeah. 
we we have to rely on each other a lot more um, and play a much more team orientated yeah. style, which I think is great for young people. That's how um, basketball should be taught. Um, it's how it is taught. So yeah. to get your young girls, boys um, out, and, and it is different to men's basketball, but that doesn't mean it make it any worse. It's just we play different styles. Yeah. Men's is they can do, you know, they can rely on their individual talent a lot more. We men's have to aerial. work together. They get, they get high, they exactly. get elevation. Yeah. See, I, I look, I've described it this way to folks that, PGA Tour, men's golf, right, at the elite level, they play a game of golf that no normal golfer can relate to. It's frightening. It's, they bomb it so far. It's just out of this universe what they can do. And women's professional golf is actually the game that men should watch because it's more the game you should play. You know, they rely on accuracy. They rely on mm. control and minimising mistakes and, and capitalising on opportunities, right? They don't rely on bombing it out there. The average male basketballer should watch women's basketball. 100%. Although as we, they like to watch the spectacular aspects of men's basketball, if you want to play better, watch women's basketball. It'll help you get better. You know? 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, that, you can have that. That's yours Thanks. from now on. Thanks. You that. Do you think the, with the Matildas as a great example, in women's sport, it's a, it's a marketing equation that needs to be dealt with or is it that oversimplifying something that you – you mentioned before, which it's a societal issue that will bleed into sport. I think it's definitely a bit of both. Um, I've had a meeting with the marketing manager of the Matildas and she is incredible. Mm. Um, so I think... There was a visibility to that. 100%. They had a documentary. They were yeah. everywhere. They paid They paid money to get billboards. Like, mm. it does take um, corporate sponsorship to um, be able to do that stuff. But I think the marketing definitely played a massive role in it and it's paying back dividends you know their jerseys are sold out everywhere mm. um just yeah that that commercial buying that they had which really did start from obviously a great marketing plan um play dividends yeah yeah look sometimes lightning strikes and you get magic and i think the women's world cup although it was always going to be monstrous in terms of its global mm -hmm. impact I think it exceeded everyone's expectations, even FIFA's own expectations. And, and the reality is it's very difficult to draw an analysis between the Women's World Cup of football and the Women's World Cup of basketball. The resources, the, um, you know, the power of broadcast. You yeah. know, my, my biggest gripe in Australia is that the AFLW and the NRLW, and this, this is no knock against them, but they're huge beneficiaries of the broadcast deal that the men's game have. And they piggyback, and they piggyback very effectively. And that's the challenge that even soccer and w w football here in Australia at a domestic level, and particularly the, the WNBL, mm -hmm. we don't have the ability to do that. Even the, the NBL doesn't have a massive broadcast platform that can just dovetail off. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's, you're inherently challenged by it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and it, it almost becomes a two-tier model where there's going to be the haves and have-nots or the haves and the have-sums. Mm -hmm. And that's where basketball as a sport in Australia will have to settle, I think, to say, okay, we're never going to reach those levels. But, you know, what we have here in basketball is genuine grassroots growth. And that's the most powerful thing in all this. And that's what's got to be tapped into right now, I think, and ride that up. That's the, that's the key for mine. Yeah, 100%. And, like, there's obviously a huge market for it, for that grassroots level. There's not enough basketball stadiums here in Sydney for yeah. all the people that want to play. Right. And um, obviously I mentioned before that Ben is a general manager at Sydney Comet, yeah. so we talk a lot about this. Um, but, yeah, there's obviously young girls and boys want to play it. So the more we can get them to, to play and keep playing as they become teenagers, especially those young females, um, the better the sport's going to be. Yeah. But we need heroes. Women's basketball... That's so critical, uh, you know, any sport. And that's somewhat that's what we, the phenomenon with the Matildas is the Sam Kerrs of the world that have created these aspirational heroes that young women are going and young men are going, okay, great, I, that's awesome, I get it. You know, like I want to be that, I want to be like that. And that's why it's really critical at a club level, at, at the WNBL level, we continue to promote and grow mm -hmm. and present you girls as, as those heroes for these young women. Just, we just got to, got to get all the dots connected somewhere. 100%. Jeez, we went deep there, didn't we? Good deep, I mean, we though. got to. It's a, deep. Uh, <laughs> it's a deep issue. It's not going to get solved if yeah. Jordan Hunter and Paul Smith no, no, no. get their hands I'm around good at, it. I'm good at giving opinions, <laughs> but I'm...
That's about it, really. No, I mean, it was amazing. Like, I'm sitting in the pub, heart beating out of my chest for that Matilda's um, semi. Sam Kerr the scores that screamer. No, the um, one in the quarterfinal in Brisbane. The penalty shootout? Kick that out? was in yes. Brisbane, Was right? that the quarters? No, yeah, it was quarters in Brisbane. It was right. my birthday. I was... I haven't been that nervous for a sporting event. I was in, in so Bali. Long. I actually got onto a VPN. I watched it. It was yeah, really good. And just, yeah. I mean, there was really, so much right. Really There's so much to take away from that that we yeah. can apply. And yeah, obviously it's so complex with and the bummer in all of <laughs> money that at the end of it. But the, the Opals are one of the most successful women's sporting yeah. teams in Australia. And one of our greatest female athletes ever as well. Like yeah. yeah. Athletes, full stop. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, we can bemoan it, but Right now, we've just got to pick up the pieces and get on with it. That's all we can do, you know. And you've got to look into the vision, take, create a vision for the future and go there. That's all we can do. Get the light on the hill. Right? 100%. Yeah. And so how do you join the team now? You're back together with your great mate, Kayla? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I say this every day, but I absolutely love coming to work every day. Um, you know, I've been on bad teams and I've been on good teams. And no matter if we're winning or losing, it's the same vibe around the team every day. I think the club has done an exceptional job recruiting really high-quality character people, mm. um, which eventually is going to result in success. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just an absolute pleasure. I'm loving I'm loving every aspect of it. I just can't wait to get back out on the floor and play some games. Mm. And, sorry, back just going back to your old mate Taylor, is he in Sydney or is he still in South Australia? Uh, he's in Sydney at the moment, but um, he just comes in and out. He runs a transport company, so... Um, he can work remotely, but he loves to be in the office um, helping everyone out. Good man. That's yeah. good. What does life off court look yeah. like for you? In Sydney? Yeah. Um, so I made – I was doing a lot of other stuff to try and see what I wanted to do after basketball. Um, mm. I was an academy manager at Boomers, um, so that filled in a lot of my time, and I was just – constantly doing something um, I did an internship in the off season so coming here my sole focus was to just be a basketballer and leave, just enjoy playing basketball while I still can um, and leave all that other stuff and sort that out after basketball so really I wake up at six take my dogs for a quick walk go to practice lift weights come home eat I have my infrared sauna here so I always have a sauna ice bath I spend literally if I'm not at training I'm at home recovering for practice the next day I found as I'm getting older like that is really important if I want to be able to be my best every day is I have to put as much time into recovery as as I do into practice unfortunately Jordy that's what's ahead of you um, oh no I'm already laugh there it up while you can the ice bath is uh yeah I don't take a lot of normal baths I take a lot of <laughs> ice baths well what's an infrared sauna What's that? Yeah, how do you feel about the you, – you dig the infrared sauna? Oh, I love it. I've only I done it, it once or twice. But it. What is it? It's just shining lasers at you, right? Yeah, basically. It's like um, a sauna. you get sauna. a sweat up like yeah. a sauna? So you're in a – you can stay in it for – it's not like a hot sauna where you have to go in and out. Yeah. You can stay in it for 45 minutes to 60 minutes and you just sweat. Some of us can stay in a normal sauna for that long. Oh, no way. Um, that is a long time. Yeah, oh, but so it's basically stay just infrared sauna, um, infrared beams. It's right. meant to help with like healing, detoxification. Can you see the beams? Are they, are they moving around? No, or are you, just you can't see it. It's you invisible. It. So you got to believe that. To the there. human eye. No, no, you can. It's hot. It is hot. It's something. <laughs> you can see the panels. So it's not an old three-bar radiator that's on the on the wall. That's uh, kind of. Tess is <laughs> in there with an aluminum hat. <laughs> it is kind of like that, yeah. Sounds like a. Uh, there was a comedian I heard once who said that he had a he had a, uh, a microwave for a fire to keep him warm. He said he could sit in front of the fire all night in eight minutes. So you could. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what this is. I hope it's a bit healthier for me than sitting in a microwave. But right. um, but you're not well, breathing don't knock that other people's it. sauna fumes and all that. You're on no, your own. No, it's, yeah, it's my like I bought it from um, my house in Bendigo up here. Flat, ah. Yeah. Pulled it apart, brought it up here. Is it? Does it? Is it a box? Yeah, you, it's a box. You get inside it. Yeah. Is it one person size? It's a two person, but you could not fit two people in there. Is it claustrophobic or? Yeah. Oh. If you yeah. had two people, one hundred percent, because it's so hot. I don't. I go to the icebergs in my neck of the woods, the sauna there. What's that go like? Must be nice to live near the icebergs, Jordy. Well, <laughs> some of us have made a rational well, decision being in the instead of drive. living in Olympic Park. <laughs> <laughs> but that sauna is, it gets packed. Yeah. It is sardines in there and you are... Yuck. You are drip The one sweaty. up here at the Sydney Cricket Ground, 
It's got to be full of diseases. It's yeah. Gotta be, yeah. It's got to be. There's yeah. bodies everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't go in there. I can't But diseases it. can't survive in the heat, right? No, it's warm I'm not enough a doctor. to survive. But they prosper. That's I think they thriving. thrive. They thrive. How in good. It, you know? oh, that's why I think there's merit in the microwave the personal. Uh, sauna that you've got. Oh, the yeah. infrared sauna that you've got. Yeah, there. no, it's really good. Yeah. It is. Oh. Kayla's got one. She doesn't have it here, but. But she's got four dogs, right? She does. Two huskies, two sausage dogs. So she's like that's the opposite. That's two opposite dogs. Yeah. So she could go in the Iditarod. She could <laughs> <laughs> sausage dogs the at the front huskies. or the back. The huskies up the front. Call of the wild, baby. I think her, um, her sausage dogs have a bit more uh, get up and go in them now. The huskies are a bit old. You didn't that because aren't huskies like the most high maintenance? You have to walk them five miles Fluff a day. Fluff them, brush them. No, nah, yeah. like, her dogs are getting older. I think that's why she wanted them here so badly. Was oh, it's yeah. she doesn't know. Have they got black tongues? Have huskies got black tongues? I haven't asked. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll look I think they've got time. black tongues. I think. Don't so we she's all? like the lead husky. <laughs> Kayla's the lead husky. She's she is she's front of the sled. Of she's queen of the husky club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Dee Dee Richards? Tell us about her. What's the story there? She's like, you know, when you say like someone's like sun, like sunshine coming in. She's yeah. like the whole the sun. Oh, no, right. not the opposite. <laughs> not a dark cloud. No, she's like literally the whole sun walking in a room. She's right. just so vibrant, effervescent. She's so nice. Treats everyone the same. Um, just one of those really great people and a great asset to our team. She's always noisy, like in the locker room. If you're having a bad day, she's just so loud and obnoxious that it pulls you out of your um, grump. So, so you're a vet. Let's we'll give you the credit of being in the vet status. Are you at the point where you go, shut up? Sometimes. Like, in like, my head. And they I listen? don't say it to her because I do appreciate it, but it's <laughs> so loud all the time. All the time. Who of your teammates treat everyone differently? Oh, no one. No one. <laughs> but, you know, just like especially we've – Geordie, we've had some good imports. We've had some bad imports. Like, yeah, it's let's a pull risk. the America card. It's, yeah, it's a risk. She is both her and Paige are both absolutely legend people. Yes. So we won import lotto. We did. We really did. We like winning import lotto. Yeah. That's the game we play yeah. here in Australian basketball. We did some good research because they're both legends. Right. No, that's good. That's the way. That's good to hear. So we've, you know, you need that, and but you need a mix in, in a locker room. You need a balance. You know, so you talk about becoming a GM. we not becoming, but it's in your one of the things you'd like to consider. What would you look in the roster construction? Um, the first thing I'd look for would be the quality of people. I think no matter how talented a team is, if you don't have the right characters, you're never going to be successful. Um, I've seen that in many teams, including our Opals team. Um, if you don't have that right combination of people mm. willing to do whatever they can to sacrifice for the team you're never going to have a good team mm. um so that would be my first thing but then exactly like what you said you need to have a blend of um of loud people of of different personalities so not everyone can be a leader and you but you don't want everyone that's a follower as well so you need that different blend of personalities and i think that's probably the hardest thing about building a team is um you know everyone's pretty if you went out and got the best, you know, five of the best Australians, they're all probably going to be able to produce the same thing on the court, but it's how their personalities in, intertwine and, and gel and you need that right combination of leaders um, and, and that selflessness and people willing to buy in and do whatever they can on and off the court um, to make a successful club. What would you have told you as a young player that you know now? Poor... Um, I would tell myself, definitely look after your mental well-being. I think when I did my ACL, I was in a real... Although I loved being in Europe, it was, like, very hard and I just... But you're in Poland. I was there's in Poland. There's Europe and then there's Poland, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, very cold. What part cold of Poland winter. were you in? Um, I was in Lublin, so okay. two hours south west of yeah. Warsaw. Warsaw, So okay. really close to the Ukraine border. Right, OK. Yeah. Anyway, back to roster construction... Yeah, what, oh, no, you I was a young myself, person. You was a young um, person. I tell myself to look after my mental health, but also like just be what I know now about leadership and what I knew back then. Like I was a real barker and de like, you know, always 
like I could be quite derogatory at times. So I'd like to be myself as a leader now. To yourself um, or to teammates or to opposition? To everyone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, okay. Um, wow, you weren't so, a nice person. No, I was, I was all right. But, but you were still... You, I wish you I was were, like I am now. But I think I've learned so much along the way that has I wouldn't change a thing because then I wouldn't be what I'm like today. But did, is that young you because of the bitumen caught across the road and three brothers so. that would kick your ass if they got a chill. Two brothers would kick your ass if they got a chance and 100%. take your lunch off you. And I was always trying to achieve my goals. So, um, you know, kind of whoever stood in my way, I'd try and knock them over, literally. Right. Um, and so now that I have kind of, I'm at peace with everything I have achieved in my career, um, I feel like a lot better version of myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. It's incredibly important to reflect like that. Yeah, yeah. Def it's definitely. You had an all-time leadership challenge with the Opals in recent memory, and we can brush past this if you're super tired of talking about no, it. No, it's fine. It's a um, unprecedented challenge. Do you just lean on others? Like, how do you? So, how do you go into that and when deal all, with that? Yeah, great question, Jordy. When all of that happened, I wasn't actually um, a leader of the Opals. I was like the twelfth player. Um, okay, and I was just like. It's my first Olympics. Never thought, you know, I was 30 when I made my first Olympics. So I kind of thought that dream was over. If they're picking someone as a 12th person, you would think it would be a young, up-and-coming person. But um, I think picking that end of, end of the team, you know, that 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th spot is really crucial. And, and it's not always – it's definitely who's going to help bring the vibes, um, do whatever role they need, be relied on to play one minute, 30 minutes, whatever. And um, luckily I'd proven myself I could do that. So um, I wasn't even in the leadership group at that point, but trying to rebuild the team after that not so successful Olympics was very hard. Um, and I just wanted to do anything I could to try and help. And, and I still wasn't a leader of the group, but um, I was involved with the team and knew kind of where we needed to take it and what we had to do to try and build it back up to, to the, what the Opals are. There's such a proud legacy with the Opals and all the foundation was there for us. Our previous Opals had done all the work. We just had to kind of re-ingrain it in the group um, and, and the whole squad, you know, all 50 of those top talented um, young women aspiring to be Opals. We, we had to have all of them feeling this way. So... Um, I just kind of got addicted to that. I didn't even know if I wanted to be an Opal anymore because it was so hard at the Olympics. But I got addicted to re rebuilding the culture and then got voted into the leadership group with um, Sammy Wickham and Seth Talbot and then eventually the captain. So uh, it makes me emotional. You get emotional. You are getting emotional. Yeah. Which? Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm fine. It's okay. This always happens. That's cool. No, nah, it does. It means, like, obviously so much to me. I can't really talk about it without right. getting emotional, but yeah, something I'm very proud of. So well, it's amazing. It's that was your yeah. fault, Geordie. Sorry, <laughs> you did that. No, I'm getting emotional. Just listen Oof. to this one, folks. <laughs> That's powerful, man. Yeah, nah. It's um, and then like having Lauren Jackson come back into the team, who was yeah. a former captain, and her support of me. I definitely couldn't have yeah. done it without her. Um, and and everything she's left. Um. Those 11 players that got to play at the World Cup with her is incredible. What about that 30 spot in that, in that playoff game? Yeah, I remember. Oh, after, my God, that after, was incredible. Yeah, after we lost by oh, two or four points, I can't actually remember because I can't watch that last two minutes of that China game right. ever again yet. Well, ever again yet. That doesn't make sense. Sorry. We'll allow but, it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but after that game, like, we were just all so angry that we had lost and – I, I w walked out of the um, stadium, out of Kudos Bank Arena with LJ and we were just so mad. So I knew that she was going to come out firing as soon as she got her chance and she did and it was just incredible. Like watching her do that and just put the nation on her back um, was just... So good. So such yeah. an, Im an unbelievably impressive performance. Mm -hmm. um, so oh, I tell a little, little story... Um, uh, after the after it, we because one of one, one of the business we're involved in, we're doing some work with FIBA around the event, and I don't know how, but a message came through that Paul Gazol wanted a jersey signed by Lauren, and he wanted it personalised. So, That's so cool. I don't know how it landed with me, but anyway, I contacted Lauren. Of course, we 
she loved, she was happy to do it. But pretty, pretty compelling when a guy of that status is reaching out through, through a network in an effort to get a personal, personally signed jersey for him and to Paul, thank you, et cetera, et cetera. It's a massive credit to Lauren and what a great person she is and what a hero she is. Yes, absolutely. And what you said before about how we need those role models and those heroes. Like, Lauren was my hero growing up and now she's five-year-old girls and boys hero growing up now. So it's just crazy, like, what she's done over generations and um, people's, you know, little five-year-old boys and girls, their parents also idolise Lauren. So it's just honestly remarkable. You've had a hell of a seat, haven't you? to see all this and play along the side of these people. It's incredible. Yeah, it has. It's been such a journey and um, I'm so grateful really yeah. for everything that's happened and how it's all unfolded for me. Those really hard times are definitely, I wouldn't be here without them. So um, no matter how sh- bad your life is always, like I always try and be grateful for what's happening um, because I know that it's going to hold me in great stead in the future. Mm, mm, for sure. How we go with starting fives? Yeah, let's today? talk about ice cream. <laughs> oh, ice cream. <laughs> Where did that come from? I didn't mean to darken darken you there, but that was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing all that. Oh, no, no. No, that's... don't ever apologise for making me cry. It's not that hard of a thing to do, to be but honest. Are you a so cry? I was, you a, I was so you... happy I lasted that long. Are you a big crier? Yeah. What I was the last that. movie you cried at? The last movie? Or was that the last movie you watched? Oh, it was that China that? game. Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> but you I cried, cried in Barbie. Barbie. Like, I teared up at the end of Barbie. The whole time. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, your happy tears. Yeah, like, kind of. Like, powerful tears. overwhelmed. Yeah, amazing. overwhelmed. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> so pink. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, here on the Hoops Capital podcast, we do a little Brought gimmick. Brought to you by Harvey Norman and Road, by the Powered way. Powered by Road. Powered by Road. Um, we are, uh, what am I wearing? Nothing. Nothing useful. A dragon. Is that, what is that? Uh, not a sponsor. You got swag today? You wearing any swag? Um, this is corduroy top and bottom. Nothing. Like, is that like a Canadian tuxedo, double denim? Yeah. Survive in the it's woods and good, in the streets. Yeah. Thanks. It's a reverse tree, I, I think. I might note that one corduroy is thinner than the other corduroy. Well, so. they're, um, they're different brands, but no one that's paying me money to wear them. Oh, so. We're out there... We're gonna, have a, we're gonna have a swag off. We're gonna. We're I gonna think go I win, the, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've you've killed it there. Self the, on uh, t-shirt is yeah. powerful. Well, I'm mainly here for Dee Dee and Loz. You know what happened? That's what everyone who has themselves <laughs> on the t-shirt. You know what happened <laughs> when you were crying? One of your tears dropped on Dee Dee. It's oh, so beautiful. No. And she f- and a puddle. She fell in a puddle, <laughs> fifty kilometers away. I hope not. A weird voodoo and shirt. The basketball world is crying outside today. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> it is actually. It is. It's pouring rain. It is. Correct. It's a. Um, we so, have a thing. Something we like to do here, yeah. I think. But I want you to build me a um, a starting five, not your top five, but a point guard through center of your favorite ice cream flavors. I just said favorite, not favorite, but you you know. Okay, let's. I love ice cream. You love so ice cream. I well, let's eat it digress for and let's go. And dinner. Well, um, you wouldn't be a very healthy. good athlete there. It's a fake that it's bad for you. That's a rumor. That's a rumor. Can't taste that yeah. good. It's got calcium, protein. If you eat it straight, it's also got lactose, good. which uh, gets <laughs> me down. You're not a fan of lactose, Johnny. Gets me down. <laughs> okay. When I was when I was coming up and I was stick thin and very tall, I was on full meal plans and hadn't had to eat a certain amount of calories every day, and minus when I exercised, and I was eating a human's recommended daily calorie intake in ice cream every day. Was it working? Yeah, it was, it was dirty bulking. But that is a dream. I know. It was, what uh, was your favourite flavour? It's not um, about you. Yeah, well, it, in a way, in a way it is. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm a, I never go past vanilla. Like, let's not overlook vanilla. Mm. Snooze. Well, just let me keep going. I just wanted to start there. But, but vanilla is like your level set. That's how you judge. Way. Vanilla That's brings your the pain. consistent judgment. Well, you'll event, get your facility. own turn. In okay, a come on. Sorry, you go. Um, anything caramel is, is really strong. So you, mm. but there's a lot of different. You have your hokey pokies, which are a bit fun. You have your normal caramel, like dolce de leche vibe, like a little bit thicker. Um, you can't really go into any of these shops nowadays with anything. Like it's just salted caramel is kind of the go nowadays, which is yum. Um, but hokey pokey is probably the go on 
You like a bit of crunch, yeah. a bit of texture. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? Your ice cream. Yeah, it's all about you. Can we know your starting five, point guard through centre? I need to know your point guard. Are they running the show? I want to know what you see in these positions as well. Like well what's the role of these positions? That is tough. Okay. In a positionless game. Um, okay, my point guard would be coffee. Coffee ice cream. That's powerful. What? Yeah, because like they've got to, you got to have coffee. You get get up. They got to get everyone going. Yeah. Are you having caffeinated coffee ice cream though? Is that? Yeah, I love coffee ice cream. All right. I don't know if it's caffeinated, but the flavors there, so it would have to be. Is that an anywhere thing, or at certain stores? Um, shout out to Anita's and Gelato Messina. Where's Anita's at? Anita's is in Bondi. Really? That's the one I've been to. But there's a couple. There's I think there's five around Sydney. Anita's is strong. It's so no, good. I've never seen that. M- Messina has kind of a stranglehold on the ice cream game. Anita's is better. I'm going to say. Anita's is it. coming out of nowhere. Is that the one that's up in um, Maddie in Surrey Hills, Messina? Yeah. Speak Riverino. up. Riverino. Riverino. What's the one that looks like butter? Taste. It seems like a butter texture. That's butter. No, no. There's, <laughs> there's an ice cream that's like. But anyway, I digress. Back to you, boss. <laughs> Are you um, eating coffee. butter at home? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have, I have ice cream on my toast. <laughs> oh, it's all going downhill. It is. It's been a big day. Ice cream on my toast. Um, okay, shooting guard. Let's go pistachio. Knockdown pistachio. It's your, it's your five. I just, okay. I, I'm not sure about nutty flavours in my ice cream. What? I know. I just don't vibe it. It's too savoury in a sweet experience. But it adds a texture. It adds like I'm not. Salt. I'm not hating. I'm just, uh, just a personal. Do you like bit. the texture or the flavour? I like pistachio. No, I don't like any pistachios in my pistachio. I just pistachio flavour. Yeah. Just okay. the shells. But it's the sprinkling <laughs> of the nuts on top, so to speak. Did yes. you say sprinkling? Sprinkling. <laughs> but so the, my third, to complement the shooting guard on the other wing, would be macadamia crunch from Gelato Messina. Mm. So that does have the crunch. I'm sorry, to Again, go back on myself, macadamia like is great. Yeah. Macadamia is great. What? It's less nutty. It's less nutty. <laughs> Okay. This is your, am this I, is am your I game. Am starting well? Yeah, this is, this is powerful. No, no judgment. Judgment free here. Judgment free. Except um, just personal opinions. Number four, I think. What's a four man? I, I think they're honestly the most important position in today's game. Speak for yourself. So I'm shooting guards. <laughs> so I'm not giving myself any props here. No, you're not. So are you, so you're pistachio or you're, you're yeah, unfortunately. Are you a Maybe pistachio? A bit of pistachio. Or are you dancer? All right. I'm going to say milk, milk chocolate peanut fudge again from Gelato Messina. It's my favourite ice cream flavour. Say that again. From my favourite milk, milk chocolate peanut fudge. That's got a lot going on and that's all it's working. It's so good. Yeah, wow. I've not had that. I'm looking at you completely differently now. Why? Because it's, it's so, it's, it, yeah, well, what's, what's your five man or five woman? That's going to be extra and that's going to be the, um, hazelnut mousse, <laughs> milk, chocolate milk. Is this Willy Wonka's chocolate from, factory? That's from Anita's and that is the best flavour I've ever had. And I guess I've got a soft, fond spot in my heart for fives because of Kayla, LJ. Right. So I've got to give them something. Ezzy, Geordie, Geordie Hunter. <laughs> um, that's... Um yeah, some some of those got outlandish at the end there. Yeah, like five man solid. Like, so what's uh? Do you know Kayla George? She's quite outlandish. No. Hey, no, look, no, I, I'm, I'm, really I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate really? on any outlandish centers. I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not really gonna bring it to the world straight and narrow myself. But um, vanilla chocolate strawberry, like the solid ones. That no, you nothing. Got any yeah, time that's for what them? I'm stunned by. You didn't I, put not one basic element in there. No, I, I'm pretty extra too. So I suppose. But like, hey, I'm not. That's, that's, like, that's like Wordle without any vowels. That's not even. I got possible. Wordle the other day in one go. First I, guess. Are house. you a changer? House. Do you, house. Do you no, change? every day use house. Yeah. And you know, since it's been house, so, I still use house. Broken, yeah, a broken I, clock they did my right, starting word as well. clock is right twice a day. <laughs> I'm waiting for my starting word to <laughs> be used the second word? time. Stale, which stale. It's a good one. Was uh, that it's was used at some point. Audit. I go with audit. I kind audit. of see what you mean about probably needing some things. Yeah, some look tests. But it's your starting five. You're the GM. Yeah. I was just. Yeah, I was that's just not going to work in the locker room though, is it? Everyone's got a lot of flavour, flavour. Hey. Yeah. I don't think you win a championship with that mix up. <laughs> I, 
you know, you're not going to win the basketball championship. We have coffee at Point Guard. This is a tweaker. (laughs) (laughs) The person in charge is peaking at all times. It's going to be draining. The sub. This is not good for your career. Who's coming off the bench? Come on. (laughs) You have to have vanilla choc chip. Something. Yeah, all right. Straight to tell her. What's going to start is can't get sorted. Bring in someone solid. (laughs) (laughs) Vanilla choc chip. Boysenberry. All right. That's not that solid. That's outlandish. Do you like mint ice cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. I don't love it. I, don't yeah. love it. I would never choose mint it. Chocolates. Mint chocolates. Mint chocolate is mint, as I would say. And I'm, unfortunately, as I mentioned before, I'm in the sorbet game now. What? Because of the lactose. Because of the lactose. <laughs> if we what? have any lactase sponsors that want to come on board, that would be sweet. Just to break down that sweet, sweet lactose Lemon in sorbet? ice cream. So I, I actually tend to go like a blood orange has been yum. yum. Great choice. And there's always a chocolate sorbet, mm. so that's solid because, the f- you know, you don't want two different fruities necessarily. Mm. Um, I'm making this about myself again. Right. Well, unfortunately, <sighs> all this talk of ice cream makes means I'm heading up the street to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Seriously. We're heading out. But it's good. We're heading out. You guys, uh, this week, you're off to um, your game or the team's off to? When's he's dropping? Uh, right now. Live. That's a good question, actually. Well, we're recording the today Don't on date the, the podcast. What is it? The eighteenth. We're playing Melbourne tonight. What's the time? Melbourne tonight. Uh, that's it's it's in uh, seven, six, six, six p.m. now. Okay. So we're on deck shortly. Yeah. So, but uh, unfortunately, you get, or fortunately, you, you could join gear. us. So yeah. I'll be home. Yeah. Are you going to Christmas Day game? You know, or are you going? Down? I'm in, I'm not here. I'm in Bendigo. Bendigo. Okay. Well, that's all right. We'll think of you. <sighs> Watch it on I'll TV. I'll think of you. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. Well, Tess, has been great. Thanks Thank for you. coming in. Appreciate Thank you for it. Having me. Um, great to have you in the Hoops Capital. We love it. Love having you here. And it's great to have you on the pod. Get us back. Come back and do a co host with Geordie. Okay. I think you'd kill that it. Would I think you guys would be great. You should do a co host with Geordie. Get we'll me talk off about the lactose free. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it working. I really can. Are you trying to get out or what's. Sort of. Is this a soft launch <laughs> of you to quitting? It's got to retire. Soft launch. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't love this. I'm just. Are you, is everything. It could be. You said you sprinkle and, you before. I'm just making sure everything's not falling apart. Take Kayla on. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Let's do that. Sounds like we're going to need a vanilla ice yeah. cream in there at some point. You will. I need one shortly Kayla before the game tonight. But thank you. Thank you, Tess. Thanks, Geordie. Unreal. Thank you to Harvey Norman, of course, our great partners. Road, brought to you by Road, powered by Road. Uh, to Maddie and uh, Joelle, who's our production crew. Yeah, and where's Sid, Joel? Sid set up and said, hey, Joel, you watch. Sid's working. Sid's got a day Sid's job. Sid's on the grind. And here we are. But, uh, and appreciate everyone for your support as we go forward. And uh, we've got a big, big second half of the year coming for the season with the Kings and the Flames. Um, big games coming up, Christmas Day, big, big roster of games. And, of course, I think it's going to be announced pretty shortly. We've got a, an amazing pink hoops double header. Uh, with the McGrath Foundation on the 14th of January. Uh, the Flames will be playing in doubleheader with the Kings and it's a pink game uh, after the pink test of cricket. So it's going to be something really extraordinary. So we're excited by that, but nothing better than to have our friends together like you, Tess. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And music out. There we go. Great work. All right.